Welcome to Campaign Chemistry, where we pick the brains of creative alchemists, business wizards, and marketing geniuses behind the world's greatest brands. I'm Allison Weisbrot, editor of Campaign US, and my guest this week is Kurum Malik, head of the ads business marketing at Spotify. It's been a tough week for Spotify, which has been roiled in controversy over star podcaster Joe Rogan, who sparked backlash from musicians and artists for spreading health health misinformation and using racial slurs on his show. After refusing to cut ties with the podcaster, who Spotify has a $100 million licensing deal with, the platform removed a few particularly egregious episodes and committed more money to advancing creators of color. Where does this leave Spotify's advertisers? As the face of B2B marketing for Spotify, Malik has been addressing advertiser concerns over content moderation and brand safety as the story continues to develop. In this podcast, Malik also talks about Spotify's breadth of offering for brands across music and podcasts, and makes the case for why B2B advertising can be fun. Hey, Karam, how are you? I'm doing great, Allison. Great to hear from you. Yeah, thanks for being here. Um, I'm, I'm definitely excited to have you on the podcast today. Uh, lots going on with Spotify right now in the news, but also, you know, interested in sort of digging into what the offering is, the expanding and growing offering is that that you guys have for advertisers. So to kick it off, let's just sort of, you know, address the elephant in the room. Um Spotify is obviously dealing with a lot of controversy over uh, Joe Rogan's podcast and uh, some pushback that's been building against it for the past couple of days based on misinformation or information that he is and views that he's expressing. Um, What have for you as the head of ads business marketing, what have conversations been like with Spotify advertisers? Mm -hmm. You know, has there been concern and how are you addressing it? Yeah. Thank you, Allison. I think it's good to, to start with that. Um, so certainly it's been a learning experience. We've heard not only from our advertiser partners, but listeners and creators. And it certainly uh, feel that we have a responsibility to support creator expression, but also to balance that creator expression with the safety for our users and for advertisers. Um, and certainly uh, it's not an easy task. Um, you know, the question of online content moderation and censorship is really one of the great challenges of our time. You know, what can we do to elevate creators, uh, including those from underrepresented communities, but then also how do we ensure uh, a safe environment? Um, so, you know, one of the things we've done is, you know, taken some steps on publishing our platform rules. We've also put some content advisories out for COVID-19. Uh, we're testing ways to highlight our platform rules and our creator and publisher tools. Um, and we are having conversations with our advertising partners, helping them understand how we can provide them uh, brand safe environments. You know, one of the things that I do love most about Spotify is our openness to listen and learn from our partners. Um, and of course, uh, naturally, given the media coverage, we have been hearing from our partners about our policies and our approaches. And it's, it's early days for us, and, and you know, I, I'm going to continue to push internally here to iterate on our approach um, and, um, and make, it, make it a better environment on an ongoing basis. Yeah, so, um, you know, you, you've mentioned that you're, you're talking to advertisers. Like, what's the tone like from them right now? Because this really is sort of the first real instance where Spotify has run into this issue that other yeah. platforms run into in terms of content moderation and, and brand safety. What steps are you taking 
to address those concerns, maybe learning from somehow from yeah. how some of the other platforms have done so in the past. Yeah, first it starts it starts with engaging and listening to specific concerns from both uh, brands and agencies, and they want to see at the table to help help create uh, and work with us through this journey. Um, and so we're listening, we're having conversations about what their expectations of uh, a brand safe environment needs to be. And, and they do understand that online content moderation and censorship balance is, is a really hard uh, environment to be a part of, to be in. And uh, they're kind of working with us to kind of craft that going forward. Uh, I'm certainly in conversations with our partners in the ecosystem to, to bend it in the right direction. So um, that's, that's, the, that's the tone. It's a, hey, Spotify, let's learn and continue to move in the right direction. Um, and we want to do that. It's not just um, in the Americas. We're having conversations with um, our partners uh, around the world. Mm. And, you know, situations like this on Facebook in the past have led to advertiser boycotts. Are you sensing that might happen or has anyone threatened to to pull their dollars because of the situation? You know, um, hasn't gotten to that point. We're having like we've got really good, uh, meaningful relationships with our partners. And that comes from years of trust, uh, years of commitment for measurement and years of commitment of impact. Um, so it's certainly um, not not come to that. But we're we're really leaning into not uh, trying to think like we have all the answers. Mm. Um, you know, I, I was at Facebook previously. I was there uh, when we went through a pretty tough time. <clears throat> and one of the learnings I had was be humble about it know that it's really, really difficult and it, the community has to work together to solve it. And I think we can learn from from that experience. Um, and um, I'm actually excited to be part of that evolution at, at Spotify and take those um, to take those learnings to bear. Yeah, well, you you if anyone is a good is a good person to be at the receiving end of this. You have experience, right? Having been at Facebook. Yeah. I mean, not well, to say that it's fun. I'm, I'm sure it's not. Yeah. yeah. But I think, I think it's good to remember, um, you know, that not, not even remember, it's just brand safety is really important to us. Um, and last year, um, you know, we joined the global Alliance uh, for responsible media uh, uh, late last year. And one of the reasons we joined that proactively was because we wanted to hear from the advertising community about what are brand standards, mm -hmm. what should be the brand standards, what does the community of advertisers think standards are, and then use that to inform how we deploy our people, our processes, and our technology, uh, instead of sitting in a conference room and thinking that we know the answers. Um, and that, to me, is just an indication of Spotify's um, kind of openness. We're kind of a... Uh, uh, hands open type company where we want to mm -hmm. listen and learn. Um, and so I think we are going through that and it's, it's hard, but it's, it's, I feel, I feel, I feel good about, uh, being a part of that. Yeah. What are some of, um, you know, the focus areas you've looked at since joining GARM? I know that's sort of a broad <clears throat> initiative across the digital advertising ecosystem, but what specific considerations are there for audio and for Spotify that you've been addressing? Yeah, like a specific example will be to take the GARM uh, brand safety guidelines and map that against our, uh, for example, technologies for the Spotify audience network. And how do we ensure that the thresholds for contextual targeting <clears throat> or 
exclusion targeting uh, can can match some of the expectations that GARM has put for brand safety floors. And so there's a, the, the short of it is how do we take GARM policies and expectations and apply them into tools and features uh, that, that our advertisers can use. And so that's just one example um, of how we want to want to work with the GARM team. Uh, certainly not done yet, but that's just like a very tangible, tactical example. Mm, and have you learned anything about the specific nature of audio or tools that you might need to build that um, you're going to think about implementing? Or it yeah, it's, it's a little bit of early days of like all the tools we, we need to create, but I think we can learn from other media platforms. And some of those learnings can be, you know, uh, you got to use an intersection of technology, uh, humans, and, and policies and kind of keep it fresh uh, and ever learning. So one, one learning is, you know, how do we continue to use voice transcription um, to uh, then identify uh, words or comments that may not be appropriate um, and flag those and make sure they're done from a context perspective. Right. So an example would be <clears throat> using the term, uh, uh, you know, a, a bang for a bomb or a, a bang for the drum. Right. Mm. And you want to make sure that the context and which content is captured is done the right way. So I, I think that that is what we're working through and committed to doing that in a way that makes sense for the advertising community uh, at large. Um, and of course, our policies, uh, we're, we have our policies. We also know that we want to keep them and curate them for uh, different markets uh, as well. We know in Europe, there are other standards uh, from a uh, policy perspective that we want to tweak. So it's, it's, it's certainly not easy, uh, but I, I think it's something that uh, is organic. Um, and we're certainly going to kind of learn, uh, but we're also uh, going to act. Uh, you know, we're not, we're not uh, going to stay in observation mode in any way. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. It seems like a similar, similar challenge, but with spoken audio instead of written text, which might make That's it right. a little more complicated. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, one of the things that's, that's come out of this whole conversation that's been going on about Spotify this week is a commitment to funding diverse creators, diverse artists, diverse podcasters, and Spotify has, you know, upped a commitment of, of, $10 million to $100 million over the weekend. And and that's great. But that is also, you know, the same figure that Spotify invested in Joe Rogan. Do you know, is there an inconsistency there? And then do advertisers question that? Like, how are they responding to your commitments to DE&I and, and uh, you know, posting COVID like valued, valuable health information? Yeah, for you know, thank you for for bringing that up. So, you know, for us, the the hundred million dollar incremental investment is just one of many investments we're making over time. Not a not a one time thing. You know, we've invested in Sound Up Bootcamp. We have outside voices. Uh, we have a range of investments we're making and continue to do so. This is an incremental uh, to that, so we can dramatically increase our efforts. So for us, like I mentioned, we we. Uh, we want to do that in a way that's equal both on podcast and in music. Uh, not that, you know, creators come in all types. And so we want to make sure artists, songwriters, and musicians uh, are honored just as much, much as podcasters and especially from historically marginalized groups. So um, certainly we know uh, about plenty has been written about uh, the JRE uh, 
partnership, but uh, but this isn't something that that we're starting. Uh, to to me and for us, this is something that we're investing incrementally in. Yeah, and more broadly, like advertisers, I think are becoming, or at least they're saying. I don't know if it's true that they're sort of holding their media suppliers and partners and agencies to stronger day, like DE&I requirements. Are you noticing that from them as you, as you speak to them? Certainly. Um, certainly. <clears throat> that is certainly the case. And I think that that comes with uh, the changing audience just uh, in the United States, as an example. Uh, we're becoming more multicultural as a community and as a country. And advertisers uh, not only want to reach those customers, but they want to uh, you know, work with partners that are um, enabling that the right way, uh, and connecting with those listeners, and and that's where you know we 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 you know launched a campaign last year about all ears on you. And if you think about all ears on you, our message to advertisers, uh, some of those ears are are the diverse ears that we want to reach and connect with, and they're there because they're listening to a range of diverse content as well. Um, so certainly it's, it's top of mind, um, and it's, it's as important um, as uh, a brand-safe uh, environment. Mm. So let's talk about the different ways that advertisers can use Spotify's platform because, you know, there's, you guys cater to everyone from big brands to local, uh, the local pizza shop, right, on the corner that wants to reach people who are nearby driving in their car. Talk about like the, the range of products that you have, um, Spotify Audience Network, sure. and, and how that caters to that broad range. Sure, sure. Um, you know, let, let's start step back and think about what is what is the value proposition of Spotify advertising for just an advertiser, either big or small, and then I can get into some of the the, the very specific ways. So first of all, we've got a coveted audience of very immersed listeners. Right, spending hours per day listening to audio um, throughout the day, from the morning wake up to you know sleepy time. Um, we've got a ton of uh, content, uh, different types of content that people can connect in, um, and then we have a bunch of technology that people can use to connect to that audience. Can you know listening to that great content, and <clears throat> we have a range of technology folks can use uh, to do that. From you know call to action cards, which are uh, these visual interfaces within while listening to a podcast, all the way to audio advertising uh, on both music and uh, on podcasts. Um, and the thing that um, I really appreciate about uh, our customers, and we've got customers, the biggest brands in the world, the biggest agencies in the world, all the way to a small SMB uh, customers, just like you mentioned, Pizza shop actually made me hungry. I haven't had lunch yet. I just hopped down a cliff bar. Um, but th- what I like about Spotify advertising is we we allow uh, folks to buy how they like to buy, and so we have uh, some flexibility. So you know, we for our biggest brands and agencies, we have flexibility to um, let them uh, uh, buy audiences with us, whether they want to work on a direct IO basis, uh, whether they want to work with us programmatically. Or they want to use our own technology, Spotify Ad Studio, um, to uh, invest in advertising. On the on the small medium sized business uh, side, we are we've made Spotify Ad Studio available to them to connect directly with us. As we know, uh, small businesses um, don't have a ton of time. Uh, they want things that are easy to go and activate, 
And so with Spotify Ad Studio, we offer them the opportunity to create a campaign, uh, put in their brief. We do a bunch of the work and get creative developed for them, and they can uh, get the campaign up and running within um, you know 24 to 48 hours. Um, and what we're allowing uh, advertisers to now do is reach listeners that are listening to both music and podcasts. Um, and whether they're listening to those podcasts on Spotify or even off Spotify, uh, with our acquisition of uh, Megaphone last year, we have a lot of great enterprise publisher partners um, that we work with um, that we uh, are able to uh, reach their listeners as well. So it's it's exciting. Uh, very excited about the types of advertisers, big and small, we work with. And you know, there's no um, there's no secret here in that if you think about the uh, biggest uh, media platforms in the world like Snapchat, Twitter, and even bigger with Facebook, um, you know, they, they cater to a range of advertisers. And mm -hmm. I think um, that's the journey that uh, we want to be on mm -hmm. uh, and expand from the Americas to Europe. Yeah. I mean, for platforms like yourself, the long tail is super important, right? Like that's the bulk of Facebook's business of like mm -hmm. Google search. So, um, it's definitely interesting to see, do you feel like since the megaphone acquisition you have expanded in that way, or is it still a work in progress? Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, if you could just expand on that. Like, have you grown your small business audience since, oh. since, uh, the megaphone acquisition or is it still, are you still building that up? Yeah, so so Megaphone certainly helped turbocharge our supply and the range of inventory and audiences that advertisers could reach. But we've been committed to small business for multiple years since we launched um, Spotify Ad Studio around 2018 timeframe, 17-18. And, and so we are we have uh, multiple thousands of small medium-sized businesses investing with us every, every day um, and every month. Uh, I'd love to get that to hundreds of thousands um, over time. Um, uh, but we're not there yet. Um, and so, yeah, we're, we're steadily growing, um, uh, well on the way. Um, and, uh, I think the next growth frontier for us, um, certainly, uh, we're seeing a lot of opportunity in, in Europe, um, mm -hmm. as well. Um, and we think about, you know, the amount of listenership that we're seeing in the UK and Germany is really, uh, exciting. Uh, and where, where there's listenership, there's opportunity to connect those listeners to advertisers, big and small. So, you know, really expect us to um, spend a lot of time internationally, um, mm. and uh, which I'm personally excited about because I haven't been to Europe in I think four or five years, and I hope that there's an opportunity to visit our our teams and our customers out there. I know, right? No one's been anywhere for God knows how long. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's we've been uh, you know we've been trapped uh, in our homes, and uh, yeah, I just I I I, I think I see the light. Yeah, that just that just may be uh, the glass half full nature of. of Let's that. hope so. Yeah. Um. So I know that like, uh, subscription right now is Spotify's largest um mm -hmm. customer base, but advertising it's always emphasized on the earnings calls. Like advertising is super important and super mm -hmm. fast growing. Mm -hmm. What what portion of the business do you see advertising making up over time? Like, is there ever an expectation for that to be the majority of of revenue driver? Yeah, it's a great question. So, um, you know, you know, Daniel's publicly stated that he'd expect the, the advertising business to be 20%, if not more. And if you think about uh, advertising at Spotify, it's typically accounted for 10% of overall revenue. Uh, but, you know, the, during the during the past quarter and the year that ended, it was up to about 15% of revenue, right? And so you can see the momentum that's building. 
uh, for the advertising business. So I don't want to kind of put an exact number out there. Yeah. Um, but I, what I can tell you is, you know, we believe we do believe in that uh, media um, is going through an evolution where, you know, customers are expecting a dual monetization um, approach. And whether it's subscription, subscription only, only advertising, mix of advertising and subscriptions, and you're starting to see that in a wide range of media types. And we think that um, audio is going to go through that similar evolution. Mm. Um, and so we, we expect, uh, expect that to continue. And uh, that was one of the big things that um, got me excited to, to be here, is to help build that out, but do it in a way that's relevant and, and, and helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, personalized uh, audio ads that are that are helpful, and and I'll give an example. We launched the CTA cards, which are called action cards. Think of hearing an ad on a podcast, but you're on the run, you're walking, uh, you're driving a car, but you're like, oh, that was helpful. You can go back to that podcast episode, and you can see a card that opens up with that offer. That's mm-hmm. really helpful. <laughs> and so, those are the type of scenarios that I think listeners are looking for because there's a lot of screen fatigue. Yeah. Allison. Like people, my eyes are tired by the end of the day and that, that may be just me aging myself, but I, I hear that from my teams. So we hear that from our clients. And how do you, you know, how can you connect with people in a personalized, non-intrusive way and make it better? And that's that's one of the things that I'd love to be a part of. Yeah, no, I definitely, definitely feel the screen fatigue. Um, Spotify has like experimented with video and, and other things like that in the past. Is that, or is that not necessarily the strategy anymore? I know that hasn't always been like as successful as you guys have wanted it to be. Yeah, no, it's, it's a great question. Um, so a couple of things. One is, uh, you know, audio is the number one activity on mobile with time spent. It's, it outpaces social video and gaming. Uh, which often surprises people. Um, uh, U.S. consumers spend roughly the same amount of time listening to audio as they do almost digital video. And so th- that's, uh, you know, just data from eMarketer. And so I think that that is something that kind of centers people like, oh, my goodness, <laughs> people are really consuming lots of audio. Mm-hmm. Now, to answer your question, you know, I think about uh, digital audio as our center of gravity. That is where we start. It's a superpower. It's our commitment. It keeps us focused, helps us differentiate uh, in a sea of sameness because everybody else is competing for the eyes and video. And um, so we start there. But we do believe video is a nice complement to audio and it can play a role as an extension of the audio first experience. And so we're still experimenting. We're not going to give up on video, certainly, but our, our center of gravity starts with audio, and then it could see us expanding mm-hmm. into video, both for content, but also, of course, the advertising associated with that. Mm-hmm. Got it. I want to follow up on something you said before about um, advertising grew from about 10% of the business to 15%. That's a really big jump, right? So um, is that is that fueled by the overall like just the hotness of the digital ad market or is it like specific to spotify that's a great question um so there's like like anything in a complex business like this there's multiple drivers i think one part of the key driver is just supply meaning the number of people and the amount of time they're spending listening Mm -hmm. and so more and more people are listening uh than ever before both podcasts and music, and we're see, starting to see that continue to rise, which is just great. Um, 
And um, awesome, awesome to see that. So that opens up new opportunities. On the other side, we're also seeing advertisers um, wanting to connect with those listeners and recognizing on the demand side that they have a new channel with which, not a new, but an evolving and deeper channel to connect with uh, listeners. And so advertiser invest, are investing more because they're seeing better returns, both on their reach uh, and resonance campaigns for brand advertisers. I think the third one is we're starting to see a lot of growth in our international markets more than, than ever before. Um, as digital audio matures there, the digital audio advertising ecosystem is now maturing. And folks are starting to see that this is a complementary, if not a primary investment vehicle for some of their campaigns. So those are those are a bunch of the, the drivers. It starts with the, you know, the supply and our, the number of listeners coming to us, which is awesome. Uh, the depth of their listenership across music and podcasts. And then on the demand side, uh, we're seeing advertisers big um, and small starting to uh, want to connect with those listeners just in a different way to cut out of the screen fatigue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you keep you keep going back to like ex- international expansions. Is that your biggest focus this year to grow grow the advertiser base uh, in new markets? Oh yeah, no, I mentioned international. It's just a, a big growth uh, growth area for us. So yeah, it is one of our one of our top um, uh, growth areas that we're excited about. Um, certainly, um, some of the markets that I mentioned: UK and Germany. Uh, France, Italy, and Spain are, are big, big markets and opportunities for us. So that that is one of them. Another big one uh, for us is, is going to be measurement. Mm. I think one of the things, Allison, that's very important for us is to we want to make sure we can show the impact uh, ads our advertising has. Um, and we also want to do it in a way that helps elevate the entire audio ecosystem for advertising. And so we're, gonna, we're investing a lot in first-party measurement. Uh, we're investing a lot in working with third-party partners on reach resonance reaction measurement types. So that's that's certainly a big focus area for us. Um, I already mentioned SMB, but the other one that um, is kind of a, a fun one too, which is creative. <clears throat> and we want to, you know, a lot of the advertisers we, we chat with, they're excited about podcasts, they're excited about digital audio. They're asking us, how do we, how do we uh, take our ideas and activate them on digital audio in a meaningful way to stand out. And so we're, we're working with uh, creative agencies to understand how they would like to set up inspiration on Spotify. We're thinking about production partners so that it's easy for advertisers to build podcast ads. Uh, because, you know, a lot of people don't have podcast advertising teams built in, mm-hmm. right? It's a new medium. Um, so that's exciting. And so, you're, you know, you're going to hear a lot from us on how we're investing in creative um, as well. And that's a big, uh, big part of this year for us. Yeah, that's, that's definitely interesting. Um, and on the measurement front, I I used to write a lot about podcast measurement, which I know is very niche, but um, yeah. I, I, I remember sort of getting in the weeds about the, the download metric and can we see past the download? What, what new types of measurement are coming to the fore? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. And, and so some of the things that we certainly um, are going to be leaning into this year are, are going to be continued focus on streaming metrics instead of just downloads. Mm-hmm. And so the actual impression counts um, that someone is exposed to um, and bringing more insights about the SAI streaming ad insertion metrics to the market in different ways um, through our ad studio products uh, with our third-party measurement partners. I can tell you that um, uh, online conversion 
associated with podcasts mm. um, is, and, and music. Uh, we're going to be leading into that a bunch more. Of course, being thoughtful about um, about the environment that we're in and being judicious about uh, the, the usage of, of data um, in the right way. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's not just the advertisers. If you think about measurement, it's also important to our enterprise publishers. Mm-hmm. Right? They they want to they want to feel uh, feel excited about how their inventory and the ads running on their platforms um, are generating returns for advertisers. And so they're interested in uh, getting metrics that show uh, impressions that were streamed. So that's that's a big uh, big focus area for us. The other um, part of measurement, which one may not think about uh, at first, is just sonic science. We, we've, uh, are you familiar with sonic science work? Is that what about? I am not. So one of the things we're excited about is uh, the research we've done on sonic science is how does digital audio and then therefore digital audio ads stimulate uh, the brain's cognition? cognition. Mm. Um, so when you're listening to an audio uh, stream of content, what parts of the brain are being stimulated? Um, and then within that, if that content is switches to an ad, how much of that stimulation stays and mm-hmm. why? And what does that mean for creative? What does that mean for when, when you execute creative, what, where the call to action should be? So, you know, we'll, we can follow up and, and share with you some of our sonic science research, but a couple of things that popped. One is... Um, you know, Spotify's audio um, jumped out because of uh, our ability to provide interactivity with digital audio and the personalization we do. The second thing that actually surprised me uh, in our research um, uh, was that Spotify drew more cognitive engagement than social media and TV. Let me kind of unpack that just a, just a quick bit because those are a lot of big words and I had to read them a couple of times when the report came. Spotify driving more cognitive engagement means that when audio content from Spotify was uh, consumed, um, the stimulation that that provided to a listener, meaning stimulation, meaning how the engagement part of the brain that was activated, the the relevancy part of the brain, was higher by 27% than when social media is consumed. yeah, and, and so within that even, then we said, well, what are the implications of that for an ad? It's nice if that's content, but what if an ad comes within that? And we saw that uh, the ad's uh, effectiveness transfers 93% of the time. So the, 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 the big moral of the story there is uh, Spotify Audio uh, provides deeper engagement than other media types. And the reason we want to invest in this is to show people that audio can be really complementary and another way uh, to connect with um, connect with people, and sometimes can be primary. So, yeah, that's uh, that's where all ears on you and our campaign came to be, which is we really you know centering around the listener. Yeah, and so our main and I, message- I, I want to talk a little bit about that campaign because I really sure. loved it, and I feel like B two B advertising can, especially when it's not like a big B two B brand, can be so dry right like it can just be so boring and it's always the same this was really creative it had a lot of consumer elements to it like consumer brand marketing elements to it what kind of statement are you trying to make there and and about b2b advertising yeah a couple things like the first is uh, the statement is uh, it can be fun yeah (laughs) it's not b2b it's b2p business to uh, you know person um that it can be fun 
Um, and in a sea of sameness, it's fun to stand out with something that's visually appealing, uh, auditorily, audio uh, appealing, you know, the, the, the song that went with All Years On You, uh, Beat Don't Fail Me Now, uh, which is awesome. Um, so one is, hey, it can be fun. Um, I think the second one is that, you know, it, it can also be on, on point, which is, hey, you know, we're here, advertiser, to bring all ears on you and on your message as an advertiser. Um, and I think that's exciting. And the focus on the ears is important because we're an audio audio first company. And, you know, we're not saying all eyes on you. Um, mm-hmm. That doesn't mean we don't have eyes, but the ears are listening to you, advertiser. So that got us excited. And of course, you know, we we teased it last year with also with song for every CMO, as you know, which was really mm-hmm. a lot of fun um, is to, you know, CMOs are out there doing their thing. And we wanted to help them understand how audio is an homage to their song, uh, song to them could be playful and fun and helps people remember that audio can um, really connect with people uh, and, and their teams. And so, you know, expect us this year to, uh, to lean into that uh, on a continued basis. We'll do some creative refreshes, uh, but continue to lean into that position. Yeah, no, that's that's really cool. I think the next thing you guys have to do is a wrapped for for advertisers. <laughs> yeah, well, we've been doing it, but not as uh, not as a scale basis as we should should be, and and we want to continue to do that. But yeah, uh, it's it's our wrapped uh, programs with consumers have been amazing, and uh, we need to think about how to make it even more fun for for advertisers. Yeah, you heard it here first. <laughs> Um, all right, Karam. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you, you being here. Um, great to have you. Yeah, it was great to chat out. And thanks so much. That's all the time we have this week. Thanks for tuning in to Campaign Chemistry. And we'll see you next time.